Hello guys, welcome back to our podcast, All About The Bats. All About The Bats, All About The Bats, All About The Bats, All About The Bats. Give it to me. Give it to me. Come on. Come on. Good morning, good evening, good everything. It depends where you are in the world. I am your host, Mr. Dela Cruz, and welcome back to our podcast, All About The Bats. Now, unfortunately, this bitch is not here because she's living her best life. She's actually on her honeymoon in the Caribbean. Ooh, ooh, getting her life on, getting her life on. I was going to say freak on, but that's her business. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes, but um, she's given me her blessing for us to, you know, record this podcast. And you guys, as you can hear, we are, I am not alone, we. I feel like you guys are here, spiritually, the audience. Um, I have two special guests with me, special guest co-hosts. May they introduce themselves. So, hi, I'm Hannah. I'm Christopher's sister. Ooh. <laughs> it's a family affair. Hi, my name is Law, and I'm Chris older, Chris's older cousin. Jeez. Or one of his older cousins. Yeah, yes. one of many. One of many. <laughs> we are family. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, guys, I'm not alone. I'm here with my family. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for coming on to this podcast. Ah, it's, a, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. And today, actually, guys, we're going to be talking about cultural identity. Mm-hmm. So, that's a special one. Yes. And before we hit that topic, let me get into the definition. So cultural identity is the identity or feeling of belonging to a group. It's part of a person's self-conception and self-perception. And it's related to nationality, ethnicity, religion, social class, uh, generation. So a lot of things. But in this case, we're probably going to talk about just mainly, uh, you know, ethnicity or nationality. Um, We can explore other topics, but I guess we're probably going to talk about that, guys. So, yes, (laughs) let's get into it. So, I don't know, who's going to kick this one Shall I, shall I? Do you want to kick off? I think, I don't know, ladies first. So, what's up? Um, So, are we talking about what my culture is? Yeah, did you, growing up, how did it affect, you know, your culture identity, how you identify with, you know, different cultures today? Um, So, I guess it was a bit difficult growing up. So, me, both Christopher and I, um, went to, like, a quite... uh, I don't use the word posh, then it's affluent, primary school. Uh, so we came out with like really posh Tossy accents when we were younger. Um, and then for secondary school, I went to a really like ethnic minority secondary school. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> and it was, um, it was like a, it was a shock to the system, let's say, not in the sense of like I wasn't used to being around people of ethnic minorities because, you know, I have, we have a ton of cousins, like I have a lot of friends and everything. But it was a sense of like how other people treated me mm. at the school and how other people made me, even at 11, 10, 11, made mm. me question my cultural identity. Mm. And so like I know who I knew that black vet back then who I was, so, you know. I'm black, I'm a dark-skinned woman. Like Speak there's no hiding it. it. Like, do you, do you know what I mean? And so like... I'd have people at the school telling me, or like making me trying to put me in a box and making me mm. trying to question this identity just because I didn't sound like them. Yeah. Mm. And I think that was the hardest thing of like, especially at such a young age, trying to having to think about my culture identity and who mm. I was and having to, it took me a long time actually to come out of the other end and be like, I know who I am. Mm. I don't need these people to call me a coconut to make me mm. feel less black mm. than I actually am. And I always say it like, when people give me that kind of like, oh, you're a coconut, you don't know who you are, why do you sound like that, Retata? And it's mm. like, you just don't know mm. enough black people. That's how I'm like, I'm like, that black people come in all kinds of personalities. Exactly. How can you say that someone is less black because exactly. they don't sound like you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. what? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you really. <laughs> and I equate it to like, I don't know, like, 
about two weeks ago, I met a girl who's Muslim um, at my job, and she's like, had a, she was a hijabi, like wore a headscarf and everything. But then she, when she was like, you know, what, I really just fancy getting a piercing, and I was like, Ooh. okay. Okay. All right. Wow. I know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't even know. Do you know what I mean? And she was just like, yeah, like she was from like around born and bred, and she was like, there are different kinds of Muslims. Mm-hmm. Like not all Muslims like Dude, are really yeah. anti tattoos and piercings. Like yeah. some of like some of us are okay with it. It's mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. but people don't know enough Muslims yeah. because they all think that all of them hate tattoos, hate yeah. piercings. And she was like, my family don't. Like, like most of my family don't. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it's because we don't know enough Muslim people. It's mm. exactly the same. It's like, you don't know enough yeah, black that, people, so yeah. you want to generalise and keep us in a box. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's just education, right? So mm. Literally. educated on different kind of religions, cultures, all the rest of it, instead of making assumptions and judgments. Exactly, and saying yeah. that you don't sound like what I think a black person just sound like, so mm. I'm going to put you in this box and call you a coconut until, mm. and it's like, are you less comfortable with yourself? Is that why you want to call me a coconut? Yeah. Like, what, what is it? What are your struggles with your culture you identity? Like cocoa, for, cocoa what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice and smooth, hello. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 and I think I went to an African Saturday school as well when I was like at that time, and that helped me just discover it and like be really confident in who I am and my identity, mm-hmm. rather than letting people put me in that box and be like, okay, are you gonna th- do? Do white people think I'm white? For you mm. to call me a coconut, mm. like what the hell? So, yeah, that's the struggles that I've been through. But yeah, I think it's been a lot. I come through the other side, and I'm not mad at it. That's all. Yeah. It. What about I you? Yeah. Well, do I just yeah. delve in deep? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where should I start? Where should Ooh. I start? Um, I don't know. I think so. I mean, starting back. So obviously, I'm a British-born Ghanaian, as we all are. Okay. And I think yeah. even that in itself, from a cultural identity point of view. Um, you could look at it at two different strands because often people ask you, okay, so where are you from? Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes that, you know, it depends on who's asking you that. It's true. If you had another, from my experience, if you had another Ghanaian, another African person, another mm. black person asking me, where are you from? Yeah. Um, I take that to mean kind of where are you from? Yeah. from. Yeah. What part of <laughs> Africa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. It is you. Uh, <laughs> your original black man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, you have to look at those two different strands, so the British side and yeah. the Ghanaian side. Um, I personally identify on the British side mm-hmm. on so many different strands. So for mm-hmm. example, maybe how I speak, mm-hmm. um, maybe kind of how I dress, mm-hmm. um, kind of how I view certain things, kind of my perception, etc. And that's born out of me being born here, going to school here, mm. uni here, working here, etc. And on the other side, I think the Ghanaian, identifying with the Ghanaian culture, I think that comes a lot from my parents, as we've mm. seen. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, going to Ghana, mm-hmm. um, you know, as frequently as we can. Um, yeah. Them six this, weeks, boy. Listen, the six weeks there was tough. That was, was that when it was on, like... Four, that's four, 14 or something? Yeah, I would, oh. I would, it was a minute ago. Yeah, it was, it was six, Wait, did I weeks. go for six weeks as well? Yeah. No, 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 I, no, think, we guys, I think you were there for three. It felt like a whole six weeks. <laughs> it felt like a year. Listen, you guys were not there for six weeks, and <laughs> me and my two brothers at the time had to go for four, six weeks. It's like in a house for six weeks? Pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, you know, we'll let's say in the village or the... Both. I tapi aqua. Both. Yes, uh, <laughs> hashtag for the culture. Yo, yes. Learn your roots. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So 
everything from that, from the food that we eat. Mm. Um, you know, we love our J rice. Yes. yes. Uh, our wachi. I don't yeah. you're not bad. Oh, 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 You know what? I'm not about that wachi life. For real. You, you just gotta have like, the good. Mm. You need some good. But I love fufu. Like, I'm not about that. I can have that for. You can give me kenke. Okay. I'll take that one. But you were you weren't always about that wachi life. Like I remember. I remember. I wasn't always. I wasn't always. Let's hope and pray that the aunties don't hear this. I'm not gonna pretend now. I remember one time. Yeah, Lawrence and Ellie Gordon. Yeah, you did that. Shall we not? For the benefit of me, Francis and Stephen, shall we not? Yeah. What about the band? Exposure. So identifying with the Ghanaian side as well is extremely important, and I think if you look at some of the kind of the point around the struggles. I could then swiftly bring it on to the scenarios of in the workplace. I don't know if we should go there yet. Shall we, 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 we take time? We will take time. Shall we, take, we, we shall take time? go there no, soon. Let's take time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, I identify both yeah. both sides. And I think for me, that's really important. Not, so, mm-hmm. not necessarily have to pick one mm-hmm. over the other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just recognise the importance in both. That's for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how did you... Oh, sorry, Cameron. No. So like in Ghana, mm. how I know that you've been there fairly recently. But how do the Ghanaians make you feel? Do they make mm. you feel like you have to pick a side? Mm. As in, like, you are British. Oh, have they already chosen the side for mm. you? So like, how does that's that relationship question. look? Yeah, I think, well, I went last year, mm-hmm. um, and that's for a week. So, um, yeah, that was quite a while ago. It was a short period of time. But, I mean, any time I do go, I do feel that, uh, you know, they always make us feel welcome. Mm. I think there's definitely... Um, you know, we're definitely recognised as being from abroad. Okay. Um, so in a part. foreign sense, like you're a foreigner, or just that like you were from abroad. I, I think some. I think some. You know. You know. Some I say abroad for. Mm. Uh, you understand. Yeah. So um, some will see us as kind of being from abroad, but obviously they recognise our heritage is Ghanaian. Ghani- yeah. So mm. um, I think it's a, a mixture of both. Mm. Um, I do feel that the dial has shifted somewhat um, in that. When I was younger, it was almost viewed as if if you live abroad in the US, typically in the US or UK, um, and you go back, everyone's like, wow, yeah. uh, you guys are from abroad. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. now, I think you find a lot more affluent, kind of successful people yeah. living out of um, choice yeah. in Ghana. In Ghana. Yeah, I, agree. Um, I mean, look at our cousin Steph, you know, being in Ghana, kind of setting mm-hmm. business there. I think you see a lot of people, a lot of British born Ghanaians, even now going doing back, that, yeah, yeah seeing the opportunity there. And exactly. So I don't necessarily feel that they look not necessarily in a negative way, yeah, okay. as such yeah. as, as some of us hmm. feel from there. Yeah. She's nice to hear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, growing up, since no one asked me, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we're coming. We're yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, growing up, like you said, we, we went to a um, uh, private school. And to which they were, you know, we had kind of snobby accents and this and the other. But I would say embracing my culture at home, we were Ghanaian first. We were kind of yeah. like black British, but Ghanaian first, um, our family Ghanaian first. We've always raised up with the culture about Africans and respecting their oldest and, mm-hmm. you know, our traditions and, you know, what we eat to what we listen to to even gospel music, like mm-hmm. shout out to Sonny Badu, for example, who's gone in. And yeah, so we all, that was always at the centre of our household. Um, but I would say going to even secondary school, like I said in the previous episodes, that I felt that um, I couldn't be able to to be, you know, for, I didn't, I was black British, I am black British, I consider myself as black British, but I was more British in secondary school because they, 
they were it was mostly Caucasian school yeah. and they were kind of like less accepting of our culture black culture so I'm not gonna say oh you know I had jello fries for like dinner I'll say I have like fish and chips like, <laughs> I hate fish so like, I just wanted yeah. to fit in like what's happening fish Chris but yeah I knew that if I for example if I brought in you know maybe for pack lunch you know jello fries which never happened I'll be like oh what is that white rice mixed with oil your mum mm. can't cook and yeah. it's like yeah. anybody got time to be mocked so I used to kind of blend in more with my British side and even to you know the the white people I wasn't um I wasn't considered as you know you're kind of you speak too you know different for a black person you're just very yeah. you sound kind of one of us which is, people say that to you they, they did say that and it's kind of like it's out of ignorance because there's like you said before there's generally like there's a lot of black people and we will you know some if you want to be stereotypical some people speak urban and some speak people speak posh accents and this and the other yeah. um but yeah it was it was quite interesting so to them i felt like although i had to blend in sometimes to prove my britishness then sometimes i had to blend into you know prove my blackness i know it sounds a bit weird no, but 100%. so like to them i wasn't black yeah. enough so sometimes i would have to be a stereotype for this and the other which like using words mess. that you know you know yeah bruv yeah what's like, happening oh. my g like yeah, no, you never what does g stand for i'm confused um yeah but going to all Bedfordshire University. Ghetto child, the ghetto. I had the biggest shock of my life, I tell you that. On I don't know where you black people are hiding on open. <laughs> yeah, but you're in Bedfordshire. <laughs> <laughs> this was looted. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So on the opening day, boy, all I saw was Chinese and white people and I thought, mm, okay, let me see, let me see. But boy, you guys shocked me on the first day, boy. I thought I was, back in, I was in Africa. I was like, what is this? I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> 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 so how did you deal with that that transition from going to a school where it's predominantly white people to then all of a sudden going to I didn't. the uni? Like, <laughs> I still haven't. Really? I'm in therapy. No, I'm playing. Um, it was it was weird actually because um, one of my best friends, Melvin, who has been on the podcast twice, mm-hmm. when I first met him, <laughs> he was wearing this like like Ribena looking overcoat and I was like oh my gosh I, I, I'm pretty sure he's one of your good friends yeah but he won't even say I was a snob and this and the other but knowing him I was like wow it really broke down like even me I knew there was different type of black people but it taught me never to judge a book by its cover yeah, because sure. you know obviously about culture everyone knows about being African this and the other but even when it comes to cultural identity identifying with certain classes like i would say i'm, I'm lower class but yeah i, I saw unfortunately i was I a bit say middle i would say middle yeah i was trying yeah. to be humble yeah and when the way that melvin was dressed for example he was just like a stereotype if we want to go I there. No, he he doesn't mind. He knows the truth. He's, he's, he's glowed up. Thank you, Jesus. But um, yeah, and I was like, wow, I was such a snob. Like he's actually such a lovely, cool, yeah. educated guy. It's a lot smarter than me, and he's just I was like really taken back. And then we were all I was always introduced to different types of black people, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, they always used to joke call me like a coconut or bounty because. 
I am not, I don't speak my mother tongue. I only know a few words, unfortunately, yeah. which is what it is. And I'm not as in touch as in, with my culture in comparison to others. So we always had that banter with these black, uh, black people who are my really good friends. Mm. It didn't really, it affected me at first, um, I was saying, you know, the first and second year. Mm. But then I developed tough, tough skin. I was like, you know what? I set myself for myself as myself. Yeah. And at yeah. the end of the day, who are you? Even though, you know, they always say there's some truth to a bit of banter sometimes anyway. Yeah. Um, it did affect me at first, but then I thought, you know, I do know my culture. <coughs> I don't care what other people have to say. And if you, I got sharp tongue, as you guys know, if you want to go there, we could go yeah. there. So like, <laughs> I started saying stuff, slick stuff back, and I'm like, whoa, okay, Chris, like, calm down. I was like, you calm down, what you want, what you want to do? But um, yeah, so it really taught me to, oh, you got to say, come on, uh, yeah, come no, on, say. And the thing is, I just think it's such a toxic word, mm. like the word coconut or Oreo yeah. or any of those kind of words, because they make try and make you feel less than. Yeah, and because, yeah. like, so, oh God, I love my friends and they're good girls, but they still say it. Mm. And I'm still just like, when it was said at the beginning, I used to get really hurt by it. And it's yeah. because I think when you don't know who you are as much, you know, things like that, mm. surface level insults, let's say, mm. like really cut deep. And the older you get, the more mm. you know yourself, the more just like, this doesn't, this is not who I am. Mm. But I still think the actual word itself, what it means saying that, you know, you're black on the outside, but you you think you're white or you act white it's just mm. it's just it's said so freely and so yeah. easily and i'm like do people know how offensive that is. it is yeah. and i don't think they i don't think people deep it and they, it just rolls off their tongue and i'm like that is so offensive <laughs> like, well, i think i think to your point earlier i think so i've had people call me coconut before and mm-hmm. i'm at stage now when you get grown it's like hey cool yeah. yeah because at the end of the day you can almost flip it on it said it's basically like somebody trying to say to you yeah they acknowledge that you're black because yeah. that's what they can see yeah. but um, you're not conforming to what, I guess, um, is not necessarily the norm, but mm. what is the stereotype of a black person. Now, mm. let me ask you, what is the stereotype of a black exactly. person? Because I've got, you know, I've known people, black people who are across the spectrum. Some mm. are more um, kind of um, well-spoken, some mm. speak more slang, um, some speak their local dialects a bit more. It's just a variety, but I think yeah. it's the people who necessarily don't know that will yeah. jump to say something like, oh, you're a coconut. Yeah. And you've got to flip it back to them. Is it, are they saying that because they're insecure about themselves in some kind of way? So. I think, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes um, it's, yeah, carry on, sorry. No, and no, I was going to say, yeah, I think that's that's part of the, the problem. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think... So like someone's insecure about the way they yeah. speak or the way yeah. they act and how people perceive them so that for also, you to mm. not act how, you, do you know what I mean, to not reflect their own behaviour. And like sometimes they feel like they put, like you said, their own insecurities on you. Like there's this one person who's always kind of I'm not going to say their name, but it's always kind of assumed that we're, we're coconutty, for example, and they're always kind of like, um, why don't you speak this? You should come to Ghana more. You should do this. You should do that. And it's kind of like... I'm take my ticket, bro. Yeah, like, real. And it's kind of like, yo, like, relax. Because sometimes, okay, what I'm trying to say is some people try, like you said, put out their insecurities on you. And this particular person will sometimes feel like you may be inferior because yeah, that's you, a... you're not bothered of how they feel mm-hmm. like oh. you're kind of like oh because you mm. think you're you're black british you think you're better than Ghanaians, and you don't know your identity you don't know who you are yeah, and because i know who i am I'm <clears> or like because i think i know who i am exactly but i think it's a, it's a wake-up call for some people it is. because yeah. just like whether you're talking about cultural identity whether you're talking about religion whether you're talking so many different topics certain things yeah. politics even you have to you have your own views mm-hmm. yeah you can share your views but you shouldn't be bombarding them on somebody yeah, else. And I think the only, in my opinion, only times in which you might kind of become a bit free with it, if you're sitting with you know, your close friends mm. or 
or your family, etc. Mm. If I don't know you like that, well, what are we doing here? What are yeah. we trying to achieve? Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's, let's not really do this. Um, but yeah, I think some people, regardless of that, they will just want to put it on you. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, mm, for sure. But yeah, I just wouldn't... Um, not I, I, I've got a suspicion now, it's like, okay, cool, innit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Live Sweet. your best life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, I have a really big Ghanaian name. Um, and I look Ghanaian like in face and so I have like people come up to me and be like oh are you Ghanaian and or like I even signed up for the gym like uh, like for my cousin's gym for like a day pass mm. and the guy who called me was Ghanaian and was like are you Ghanaian over the phone and I was like yo and then the first thing people do is start speaking in Chi or start mm. speaking in Ga and yeah. you're just like and I'm out here like Christopher said mm. I don't know tree enough to have a full-blown conversation like mm. you know small small you know yeah yeah spice in yeah and um they almost especially when you see it in someone's face the disgust yeah. and the shame yeah and they're like surprise and the horror yes. when they realize that you don't speak your t- and they're like your mother yeah what, what was, was your mother like it's just like yo that. you know you're stranger you're out here insulting me yeah. you're insulting my mother <laughs> yeah, you're like, fighting. like yeah. and i'm just like the shame yeah. but, but on, that, shame. on that front though talking about our parents yeah. mm. Generally, we're not going to specifics, obviously, talking <laughs> yeah. about our parents, but yeah. um, I've got some of my other Ghanaian peers who speak tree, mm-hmm. um, for example, and they were taught it when they were, like, toddlers, yeah. like, when they were growing up. But obviously, I know in my situation, we were not taught it, mm. uh, but well, I wasn't taught about my mum and my dad, because I think they um, wanted us, you know, they thought maybe we might be confused That's by exactly learning different languages. The, um, the fact that you don't maybe speak fluently um, your mother tongue, do you then, does that have a bit of an impact on how you see your cultural identity, I, I guess the Ghanaian side, or um, does it not really, do you not really mind, hey, you don't yeah, speak tree, like, yeah. like so? It does make me feel a bit more detached from my Ghanaian side than I yeah. would if I spoke the language, mm. from like, there's a sense of community mm. if mm. you do speak tree, yeah. mm. like immediately it's almost like acceptance. So yeah. if I've seen the cousin that I was talking about, she's female, she's my age, and she speaks to you, her mum taught her, mm-hmm. and I've seen the exact same, you know, thing happen to her where a stranger comes up to her and says like, oh, you, you know, are you from Ghana? And then she starts speaking tree to them, and then there's immediate camaraderie, yeah. immediate acceptance. Yeah, yeah. And in me, when they, and again, they look to me, and then they carry on, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's immediate like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> so I feel like a sense of like, <laughs> Being left, <laughs> yeah, for real, the shame and disappointment. Yeah, because they look at you, oh, I hope to say it. Oh. And then you're like this, I hope to say it. And you're like, yeah. And are like, oh. Yeah. You're muddling and cheating well. Do you know what I mean? And so it's just yeah. like, I do feel left out. I feel yeah. like that camaraderie, I'm left out of it. But then, as an adult, you still have the chance to learn a language. Yeah. Like, if this pressed me so much, People are like, why won't you learn? And yeah, it's like, it's oh, true. it's true. It's on mm, me because mm. I'm not a child. I, you know, I don't live in my mum's house. Like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not now we're all adults. It's not our mum's fault for not teaching us anymore. Whereas yeah. before, when you were 14, 15, you'd be like, oh, my mum didn't teach it's me. Exactly. <laughs> You'll be off the hook. But exactly. no, you're all adults. So. <laughs> so you're caught on the century. My mum, um, come on. Full yeah, 30. Oh. So, so, so yeah, I do feel like, it's on me to learn, and I do feel a sense of detachment, but I hope for you one day. One day, yeah. yeah. It's never too late. Exactly. But I think even with the, going back to the point, even when I was younger, like at college, talking about cultural identity, when I, at the time, was trying to see what I, see where I fitted in, mm-hmm. um, 
obviously when you're at second work, my secondary school, you wore school uniform. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to sixth form college, it's the first time you could, mm-hmm. you know, you wear your own clothes in it. So then that's when you see what kind of levels everyone's at. <laughs> yeah. um, and I remember at the time, I think, I don't remember academics tracksuit. I don't know if you guys are too young for that. I'm showing my age. So at the time, the brand academics, a lot of people were buying that, like mm-hmm. this, this hoodie and the tracksuit bottoms. And they had like these, also these jeans as well, where it had like the, the bottom, it was turned up. And had oh. writing on the bottom, oh, and also had oh. writing on the back pocket of the jean. Okay, feel about your business. But <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was just, you know, okay. I don't know. I didn't really like it, but yeah. I know a lot of the guys were wearing it at college, so okay. I bought it to yeah. wear it, and it was like ten sizes too big, <laughs> as was the the tracksuit. Uh, but I bought it because I felt I needed to fit in. Fit in. Be about that life, right? Yeah. So from from a cultural point of view, I was trying to. Mm. That's not necessarily. I know we've spoken a lot about Ghanaian and British, mm. but but that was just trying to fit in with. The crowd in that kind of culture at mm. college. Yeah, yeah, um, 100%. And looking back, I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> but I think people, a lot of people, go through a phase where you're trying to, you know, f- through a phase of uh, trying to identify who you are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then later on, when you go to like uni and start working, mm-hmm. yeah. you just do you. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah. Regardless of, you know, if you're on it, cool. If you're not, that's cool, cool yeah. as well. Do you know what I mean? But I get you. It's like, especially when. Let's say if you're in a place where there's a group of black people, but like in college, mm. but there's not many black people, so you feel like you have to, to fit into that group, mm. you have to conform to their mm. norms, their styles, and mm. everything. So mm. you end up almost modifying yourself in a way that's not natural to you, mm. so you can fit in. Yeah. And that I found very difficult to do. And I remember specifically sixth form, there were a group of black girls, and there aren't many in the sixth form, and I just didn't fit in. Mm. Like, at all um and i'd like even like even thinking about back to it now i was in like a really mixed mishap group of like ethnicity so it was like some chinese some indians like a couple black people some white people because like it was very like i had one teacher call it apartheid type separation in uh, that sixth really? form where, like black people stuck to the black people asian stuck to asian it was madness and there yeah. was a mix of us but then i i remember i mentioned earlier i went to an african saturday school mm. and that's where like I was really taught about like so co- social and cultural identity of yeah. who you are mm-hmm. within like black British culture within African culture. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they did there that I really liked is that you were all called by your African names. Mm. Oh, okay. And so all of us, most Africans, we've got an English or like black British people, we've got an English first name and African middle name. Mm. And it's just like getting you comfortable with that side of your life. Mm. And in a place where everyone's black, you get to find more black people. Yeah. And you get to realise that okay, I don't have to do you know, in a group of thirty black people there'll be three different subcultures. Mm. And you can fit into mm. the one that you fit into. You don't mm. have to like go into one because that's the only subculture and fit in that like I got a really good group of girlfriends. Yeah who just accepted me for me. Like, mm. occasionally the word coconut gets chucked around, but in a banter way, but yeah. they know, like, this is who well, I am, yeah. and they accept that. They're, not, like they're not trying to, yeah. do you know what I mean, change me. And I think that in itself mm. just modified how I thought, like, about myself and my culture and my blackness completely. Mm. And so shout out to Oya. Yeah, check yeah. it out. Still going strong. Yeah, <laughs> really, I was going to say yeah, just quickly. Really good. I really um, liked it. Not going to give away your <coughs> Ghanaian name, obviously. Yeah, it's Abena, don't worry. <laughs> 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 Mine is on your business. But anyway, back <laughs> to the topic. What happens when you're all in like one room? And obviously, Ghanaians, we named not after the seven days of the week, but it's kind of like kind represents the day. Yeah. For example, like Nana is a certain day. So, say if there's like, I don't know. 
30... Oh, to be fair, I answered my question. I take it it's a mixed, you know, Nigerian... Oh, yeah, it's Sum- everyone, okay. like so Nigerians, yeah. Congo, like, yeah. well, a whole team. Yeah, in okay, that's fine, because I just, in my mind, I was imagining... Oh, there was three happeners, don't worry. Imagine, like, all Ghana is a nana. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, stand up. For like, real. <laughs> <laughs> but it was not... It's just being an environment where everyone's called their African name yeah, and it's, it's normal. Beautiful. It was yeah. just, like, it just changed the game. Like, yeah. it was like, oh, okay, my name's Abena, and I have a few friends who still yeah. call me Abena. That's not And they know me as Abena, and I feel very comfortable in that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to, if you can, visit. <laughs> visit, visit it. Do yeah. you guys have any advice for those who may be struggling with their cultural identity? Because knowing you both, obviously, family members, you mm-hmm. guys seem very centred and very, you know, you just know who you guys are culturally anyway. Oh, look at them, they're blushing, guys, Stop. they're blushing. You can see behind Stop. this melanin haze. <laughs> but yeah, do you have any... <laughs> give me more. Oh, yeah, give me more. Do you guys have any advice for people to be more, you know, confident in who they are culturally? Um, I don't know, I would say... I was going to say just just do you. I think it's easy for me to say that because mm-hmm. I guess um, as, you know, I left uni and started working in different workplaces, um, different industries, I feel you see and learn a lot and then gradually mm-hmm. just become a bit um just focus on your own journey mm-hmm. yeah. um i mean if someone is trying to um figure out their cultural identity mm-hmm. i would just say maybe start with your family mm-hmm. yeah um i think that's probably you know from my experience that's where i've kind of got an understanding of maybe who i am from a cultural identity point of view mm-hmm. um and then I, in saying that, I think you have to then also look at maybe your friendship circle, mm. your social vi- your social environment outside of the home, because um, you know you can learn only so much from your family environment. Mm. Um, like our parents, for example, they're of a particular generation where they identify, I would argue, more with our our Ghanaian culture than we do, because yeah. they were a lot of them were born um, and bred there at a certain age, whereas us because we were born here there's elements we get from them but elements we get from going to uni or going to work or mm. um you know as you grow up, as you grow up here in general so yeah. um i think it's an element of both really but i think what underpins that is just you just kind of having to just do what you feel is right for you mm. because everyone's gonna have an opinion yeah whether you're 15 or whether you are 25 yeah or slightly older plus change <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think, really. Mm-hmm. Quick clarification: When we say Chile, we're not trying to say Chile. By the way, before yeah, anyone like, tries to, my mum like, tried literally... to be. She was like, "You're saying it wrong." I was like, "My mum, I think I know what I'm saying." Yeah, it's okay, literally it from a meme that we saw Oof, on Instagram. Woo, Chile! Get to it. Um, what about you? Uh, what was the question? Sorry. The question <laughs> is: If there is anyone struggling with their cultural identity, oh, yeah. is there any advice you could give them? Um, I think that like your struggle is valid. Like, don't let anyone make you feel like it's not because mm. it is difficult but then I think the main the main thing to understand is like you only you can define yourself mm-hmm. like a lot of people try and define you and say that to be black British you have to be like this to be Ghanaian you have to be like this mm. etc but you, it's only up to you to define who you want to mm. say like I am black British and that's who I am like yeah. that's who I see in the mirror that's who I like to be and that's okay like as you know, we've been talking about like people putting you in boxes and people trying to make you feel some sort of way. But it's just, I just want to say like, put, 
try and put some effort into stopping mm. like the words that people say, like you internalizing the words that people say and it becoming a big thing. Mm. So yeah, that's my main thing. Just, you know, just figure out for yourself as in like, and you know, only you can define who you are. No one else can do that for you. It's true. What my, you first? Mm, yeah. oh, <laughs> thank you. Like I'll ask the question. Did you like that? <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I, really enjoyed. I feel special. Um, <laughs> yes, I was going to say, actually, don't let people's negative thoughts have an impact on your reality Um, number one you should always maybe look at your circle you can learn a lot from the people around you I would say and also if you're interested just read about your history and your culture and if you're interested learning about your language go to like even classes you know that may uh, teach your mother tongue and you don't have to scream from the the rooftop that oh I'm learning my mother tongue because Mm. certain people don't want you to win in life so they're going to be like oh how come you didn't learn when you're younger it's not going to be a coconut you always so yeah. it's yeah. Yeah. enemies of progress. Yeah, it's it's true. So be you, do you, you'll go a long way. Yeah. yeah. One thing I was going to add also in that when I was thinking about kind of, well, maybe this is the corporate sector where I work, but often some people from a cultural identity point of view feel they have to adapt, I would say, to different settings. Mm. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. Because they call it like a culture like, yeah. they call it code switching. Oh, Isn't really? It? Yeah, Actually, let's, let's go oh. there. Because we were meant to talk about the workplace, about culture. Yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah so yeah. I hadn't heard that term before, but I think, mm-hmm. you know, for myself, there are times when I have to kind of switch it up sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when, if I'm talking to some senior people at work, um, I position myself in a certain way if I'm talking to kind of you guys here, I'm talking mm. a different way. So I think um, a lot of the time, um, you know, there's no harm in being able to adapt to different environments and different yeah. audiences. Mm-hmm. I think some people um, over time will say, oh no, because that's if I'm kind of changing who I am. But I think there's no harm in trying to just play the game a little bit yeah, um, sure. without having to change who you are. Yeah. <coughs> there is a definition actually called code switching us. Hannah said, it is the definition is the practice of alternating, I can never say that word, Mm -hmm. between two or more languages or varieties of languages in conversation. Mm. Um, Yeah, so it's interesting saying that because some people feel like they have to dilute their their blackness, um, quote, of quote, or um, being at work. My workplace, thank goodness, is celebrated a lot of diversity. Mm -hmm. People will literally bring, you know, one of my colleagues, and I hate it when people do this. It's like a pet peeve. One of my colleagues brought in a, um, what's it called? An ice, ice cream, um, ice cream tub, and inside was jello fries. Do you gonna do? You knew, yeah, when you yeah, saw yeah, that, yes. that, that, that one like, orange streak down the side of the tub. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what it was. <laughs> I just hate it because it's so deceit, like it's deceiving, or you know, in African culture, or maybe in Caribbean the as well. The tub is never full of butter. The tub is never, <laughs> never full of butter. <laughs> Beyond the joke, yeah. But um, yeah. no, everyone, you know, will just bring whatever dish. Like it that. could be smelly. It could be this any other. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, generally celebrated. I like because I'm, I'm in Scotland at the moment. I find that I code switch constantly mm. like it is so natural to me that I even realize I'm doing it mm. so I can be like I'll be in an environment where I know that I have to talk a certain way I know mm. that m- people are judging me from left right and center people hearing what I'm saying and judging mm. me and marking me on it and then I'm also like a very natural head like I'm not hiding myself but I'm being who I am at all mm. times but then 
I, I can even be, I don't know, I can leave the building, be on the phone to my friend, an immediate switch of mm. code happens and I'm talking to like mm. my friend like I would if we were in a room full of black people mm. and I'm living my life and enjoying myself. And yeah, and I feel no qualms, but I don't feel like it takes away from who I am. I just feel like it's another part of myself. Yeah. Like I just another part where I have to like open this side of myself mm. and like, granted, there's a little bit of squishing mm. down the real you mm-hmm. and the most like relaxed and comfortable you. Mm-hmm. It's like, I equate it to being in a room full of your cousins. Yeah. Like you can have the most jokes on jokes, and there's yeah. no part of you. You're not hiding anything. You're just That's having all. jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think it's Im- I th- I do think it's important to do it. Like some people do think that black people shouldn't have to do it in the workplace. You shouldn't have to be in a corporate environment and tr- have to change yourself to grow to move up in the company. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you should be able to talk. Do you feel that actually? Do you feel like if you came the way that you talk mm-hmm. with us, if you came to a meeting? in your company and you were just, you know, going with the flow, do you feel like the response would be enough to make you never do that again? Or do you think people mm. would modify their speech? No, I think for me, yeah. it hasn't been such a big shift because mm-hmm. I think our upbringing, we've always, I don't know, we've always been, you know, not to blow in Trump, but we've always been relatively well-spoken yeah. and just positions ourselves in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it hasn't been a massive shift, but I think even little things like if having little, some bants with mm-hmm. some, some colleagues or cousins, whatever. I'm, I'm aware. I have to just kind of check myself a little bit. Yeah. But I think that's in any industry. Everyone has to do it. Do you know, <laughs> Chris? Why, why are you laughing? What about, you know what? I don't mean to laugh, but it relates to this. One of my good friends I met up with her yesterday, and she told me that she, she's Nigerian. She told me that she witnessed two of her British colleagues have banter with each other, and they're like, "Oh, f off, f off." Yeah, it's a different kind of banter. Are you sure? F where? Exactly. So they were going like this to the other, and then one thing led to another. And the colleague Daniel punched the other colleague Andrew oh, okay. on the head, so all they had is <laughs> like a big thump. Is that work? Yeah, at work, and she went to a corporate good place. Me, I'm like, not about it. You know, yeah, in that's maybe not the coast, not I, know, I know, but in certain cultures like British culture, I know that you they they tend to have more banter, more yeah. this, like every this and the other. But you never know where it leads to, so it's just be true, careful. Yeah. Listen, all I'm saying, yeah, that's in our own. Don't mess up two things. Mm. Do not mess up my. My, my mental health yes. and do not mess up my money. My bag, okay. come on. M&M. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We do not promote certain brands here unless you're going to pay us. <laughs> no, like, no, you're right. No, you're uh, definitely right. But no, I think, like, Scottish people, have, like, I see, it's weird, I see Scottish people code switch. Oh, really? In the way that black people code switch. So, mm. you know, they their accent can go from mad Scottish, like mad Glaswegian, mm. and then go to like calm Scottish in the right environment. And I'll That's see like two Glaswegian girls yeah. by them, like just talking by themselves, and they'll just go, mm, like, they'll go in. And, I'll be, and I'm like, whoa, this is not I, just I like, think we're that all can be trying subconscious, to. Though. And it's mm. a level of, com- you know, comfortability. Yeah, how comfortable like, you are, yeah. how com- comfort, how comfortable you are. Look at our parents. Sometimes they yeah. talk with, in, in tune, oh, yeah. a, a strong oh, Ghanaian accent. Yeah. And next oh. minute, you hear them on the you everyone with African parents, Ooh, you know, you know, you know. I'm like, oh, so where did this voice come yeah. from? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining this episode all about the bands. Thanks for having us. Okay, sorry, you guys got to see us. Hey, Oh, yo. Okay, but yeah, 
Thank you guys, we love and appreciate you. Hannah and Lawrence the Great. And this won't be the last time they're on, guys, so get used yeah. to their beautiful voices. Wow, Hannah, we made it maybe for a, a reoccurrence. Yeah, yeah. Wow. we're about to continue. Wow. Hey, Elizabeth will be back. Hey. Hey. Yeah, be so, yes, thank you guys so much for coming on and listening to All About.